live and no longer interim. We're a full podcast now. But are we? We could get sacked at any time. Well, that's the problem with not being interim, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We're on the clock now. Expectations are raised. The only way is down. Mm. Again. Kristen's been podcasting by herself for weeks, months yeah. even. And we, we need five more points from the next two uh, from the next two podcasts to be, you know, officially not worse than fucking twenty twelve well, podcasts. Who, oh God. Who, who 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 are we podcasting against next week? Next game. Um, um, oh, that's later in the show, Mark. That's later uh, in the show. AFTN, I'm sure. Mm. Oh, those uh, fuckers. Uh, easy points. We're fine. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Book Minority Podcast, the podcast that says Cincy can retire whenever she wants. On this week's show, we celebrate the Canadian women's national team, talk World Cup qualifying locales, dun, 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 do a CanPL update, get into some world footy, officially welcome TFC's latest coach, and more. And now to this week's panel. Not really all that excited for the upcoming EPL season, Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. Uh, Leeds might do something nice. That'd be fun. Oh, there you go. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll they'll get the you know, seventh or something. They'll be they'll they'll win the not the big clubs league. That's possible. That's something there to aim for. All right. That title is this. rough. It is, mm. but it's we're, 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 we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Fair, fair. Uh, finally rehydrated from Sunday. Welcome to Mark Hinkley. It was super deceptive as to exactly what was messing with my entire life force. Because, like, you like when you figure when you figure the, the, like the staggering heat and humidity didn't clue you in. Um, well, I mean, I uh, yes, I was there, but the thing is, like, those markers which tell me that hey, you're you're suffering were a lot different. Like, usually the headache is a dead giveaway. There was no headache, at least not. Not until after I left the stadium, um, like just, just profusely sweating. I was sweating, but it wasn't like dripping, like just those those little things. It was I was yawning weirdly uncontrollably, and it like just you'd, you'd swore I I was on three hours of sleep and was up for forty two hours. Then you know what I mean. Like I just couldn't stop yawning. I'm like this is even I knew this was weird in the moment. And it wasn't until about we were it was literally in the middle of a song. I don't know which one, Alan. Actually, you don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> uh, well, in the middle of a song, I just I literally slammed into that that wall where I'm just like. I'm done. I'm I'm done mid song. I'm like, I'm ready to go. And there was still 30 some odd minutes left in the match. So and then and then bless him. Uh, Alan tried to uh, uh, embarrass me for leaving early. And um, oh, did he lead a chant in your honor? Oh yeah, yeah. Some, I forget what something something along you know you know. That's uh, the go train. Oh. Yeah, something like that. You we know. can see you sneaking out. Yeah, there's so but, many options. I, I mean, I'm sitting in the second bloody row. Uh, it's not. There's no stealth there. Okay, but he 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 drew attention to me, and I just turned around and waved my arms like I was the conductor. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work, Alan. You're going to have to do way worse than that to make me feel bad. <laughs> and it's like, and, I, and You're then they going were going to done. have to increase the temperature at least another three degrees. And then when they were done the song, I'm like, no, no, again, 
Like, I got nothing better to do. There's a match going on. Go ahead, sing at me, dipshits. Go for it. And then they, they went back to the game and I left. And then Alan felt bad because he didn't know I was suffering. So, you know, friendship. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love uh, possibly excited for the upcoming EPL season. It's Tony Walsh. I'm more looking forward to the uh, locale World Cup qualifiers that you mentioned earlier. Mm. Like low calorie? Like what? Yeah. World Lo Cup qualifiers. Location, location, location. Mm. No, oh, is baby. that what she meant? That's oh, what I, I meant. She meant. They were like, you know, for keeping your figure nice and trim and these. Yeah, these are the healthy season. World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Now with super, I thought it was like, thought it was like crystal light again. Because I believe in you. Because I believe in me. Uh, as for me, I'm still very happy and also thankful that I chose to skip not one but two matches this weekend. I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to this week's show. I would like you to go on a song. I would mm -hmm. like to go on the record that I am excited about uh, the upcoming uh, EPL. Thank you, Kristen. CanCon, and of course, we are going to talk about the Olympic champions, gold medal winners, nice. Brazil. Yes, Brazil. Yes, exactly. We're gonna here to celebrate the Brazilian men's Brazil. team because of their uh, astonishing accomplishment uh, that, that's never happened before, and we're so very proud of them. Um, we are, of course, going to talk about the women's national team that somehow. <laughs> They won. I still, I watched it happen. I still can't quite believe it, but it was awesome. Um, Woot. Those penalties were the worst things ever. Mm. Uh, both, both from a, a, an actual pure footballing sense, those were bad. Um, but also for your nerves, oh dear gods, no. Oh yeah, and, that, was, um, that was awful. That was awful. And um, I was going to call them the Brazil of the Arctic Circle, but then forgot Sweden had it too. Yeah. And they were uh, yellow. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, the parallels. Um, so yes, the UK women's national team defeated Sweden in the gold medal match. Sweden mm -hmm. once again silver medal winners. So next year is their year because that's how this progresses, right? So or next year, next Olympics. You know, Canada did bronze, bronze, gold. And Sweden will do silver, silver, gold. Oh, you've, clearly, you've clearly got to jump to or, or diamond is there platinum? diamond diamond platinum something like that or yeah. create a whole new medal just for the sweden uh Swedish platinum would work team. well with uh with sweden there's, there's a lot I of blondes so. on that team yeah it'll look nice with the kits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In the really. dark. platinum blood it doesn't really matter thank you let's move on thank, thank you. you thank you are you sitting comfortably um anyway it was i you know, they had to move the match because of uh, weather, the heat in uh, in Tokyo. But they got um, to play at Antler Stadium. Come on. I the know. Legendary. Oh, I know. Every time they flashed on that side of the stadium, all I kept thinking was, is like, 
Michael Kashima. You know, I'm like, I'm supposed to be cheering for the women, but I'm thinking about something entirely different. Um, yeah, but the but, pressures of that game will cause you to just to like focus on whatever this. you oh, can. Look, look, antlers. You know, exactly happiness. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the match was at eight o'clock in the morning, um, which meant if you lived on the East Coast. Uh, a much happier time than our West Coast brethren. Although, of course, the night before times would have been wonderful. Um, yeah, well, they get no snow for the winter, so they suck it. Mm. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of good things in that match. Um, but ultimately, it did come down to uh, a penalty and then penalty kicks. Um, and uh, Julia Grosso. And Steph Lebe, and that was all. That was all she wrote, literally. And I think that's a what? bit harsh on on uh, Jesse Fleming and uh, <laughs> whoever it was that got the fifth one. Um, who was that? Was it Ash? Canada's Chris. Canada's Kristen Knowles has spoken, Duncan. Yes, that's right. No, it wasn't Ash. She <laughs> missed her. Um, in the in the internets, let's be honest. Prince did uh, Prince? No, Deanna Rose. De- it was Deanna Rose. That's right. Yeah, she, actually, hers was good. Um, hers was very good. Hers was probably the best one, actually. Um, but that was, uh, it was, it was just, just so stressful to, to experience. Um, but so happy and just glad for them to finally throw this off their shoulders. You know, it's now all eyes will turn to the women's world cup in two years, but this is at least one thing that is a is a mountain climb you know and like thank fuck since he gets you know this for mm-hmm. her legacy and, and even though she's made zero noises that sound like she's going to leave she's that sort of been indicating the exact opposite um you know the world cups in two years is basically what i heard her say in, a, in, a, in an interview so um did everybody manage to watch all of it i know some people have like day jobs and stuff so I watched until about 70 minutes and then I had to go and uh, take an exam for a course I was doing. And so oh, then afterwards, right. I just came back and sort of just uh, sort of watched like just the penalties. Uh, so I missed the end of regular time and all of extra time and then just like, settled in for the penalties. Good on you for taking calculus at this age. I mean, it was hard when I was a mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, you're like Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, I am. But with respect. I passed the test. Now I've got respect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that you didn't think you had respect before. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're here for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I had not really thought uh, when I scheduled this exam about a month ago that uh, eh, this isn't going to cause problems. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's not going to cause problems at all. And then, oh, you've moved the game right to that particular time that fucks me over. That's a lack of respect. Thanks, yeah, Olympics. Right yeah, yeah. I mean, to be no, perfectly I- honest, even if you were a betting man, what are the odds that the Canadian women are going to get to the final of this thing. I mean, honestly, that seemed like the safest thing you could have picked. <laughs> you are a betting man, Mark. Let's also, just... too, they moved the time a bit. Like, you didn't have it. <laughs> really, really you, yeah, really. You just like, it was, it was like they, yeah. all the baits were lining up against yeah. you, Duncan. So, all right, Friday morning, 
yeah, nothing's going to be on then. Sure. I'll do it early, get it out of the way, and then be able to enjoy the weekend. Eh, no, no, fuck you. I will say a, a cool thing from where I watched it, we, um, we managed to sort of scramble together a, a viewing party location at Cafe Diplomatico um, on college. So they have that mm -hmm. nice big outdoor patio, easily physical distance, tons of TVs, all the things. It was great. They were awesome. Um, so it was good to be with, you know, some other people because I, I would rather watch with people for that particular moment, whether it was, you know, celebratory or not. But there was um, there were some people that were visiting from out east who had gotten in touch via the Voyager's Instagram uh, account and asked about a viewing party. And, and it was like their whole family that was there and uh, just were in town for like a week or whatever, visiting, I think, some other family. But you know, got didn't, to be there for that. And then didn't think they were going to have to figure out, okay, how are we going to watch this game? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and, that's uh, not a concern. And no, so, um, and then, and then, yeah, well, no, they, they had asked about a night, obviously a nighttime one as well, but this time, like there was a couple kids with them and then, yeah. And then they were back out East, uh, like two days later or something. But, uh, that was, that was, that was very cool to, to see that, people were able to find us and to, to, to gather and share and enjoy together. So that was awesome. That is a, that is a seemingly typical Voyager's type moment. I feel like mm -hmm. there's always some outlier who's looking to just hey, in I town know, randomly. Yeah, yeah. Town. You guys happen to know where I can go find a thing. And then blam, it happens. Here's a thing. That's spectacular. Uh, all right, so that match uh, and, and, and that tournament, um, but really that match, you know, there was, like, you could talk about every single, every single player, um, but there's a few, both from that match and, and from the tournament that I think are players that we've talked about a lot, but sort of just deserve, you know, a little, a little shout out or a little highlight. Um, Def Labbe, who mm. will uh, mm. just, just if, if for nothing else, not even just from coming back and playing with that rib injury um, and playing very well um, and, and the penalty shootout and how she performed penalty shootout, but the, the, the smile during the penalty shootout. Oh, such freaking just, shit housery. Yeah, I'm just oh, going to hang around on the six yards box and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and smile you at you. Looking forward yeah. to taking this. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was afraid for yeah. people's lives, including <laughs> the teammates, including the, including like the ball people, including like, like that is that is the smile of a psychopath, and I know it was great. I like, know that like if, if you're smiling under like that situation, you're either, you're either gonna die or you're gonna lose. So I'm glad it was just they all <laughs> because death was the other outcome. So especially against Sweden, a, a, a nation you know famously without humor or sense of irony. True, mm. true. That's true. They didn't, I, they didn't I do. know what was going Sorry. on. I know she has played in Sweden. She is she going to go back Sweden. and playing in Sweden again? Because I would imagine after just, you know, obviously, oh, you know, not just the fact that you know, you're the, the goalie that sort of beat us in penalties, but just the way she did it. I mean, she's got to be fucking public enemy number one within the, the Swedish women's soccer. Uh, I mean, not enemy, probably villain in, you know, <laughs> like fun villain kind of way that just drives you the people nuts. I mean, Shit, she's yeah. she's the Aurelio Collin of, of yeah. Swe Swedish women's football. I think she will be. Yes, <laughs> that is quite the byline. 
<laughs> she will be getting booed every stadium she goes to, I would expect. I would expect so, yes. Um, yeah, I think I think I saw someone say that, I don't know which members of the Swedish team, but that she plays with some of them. Like, they're on mm. the same team. So, um, yeah, but that just just for that alone, you know, I... I I applaud her. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic. And then uh, Julia Grosso, obviously for the for the winning penalty, but for the the composure that she showed, um, uh, you know, she's a she's a young player. She's still pretty new to the women's national team, and you know, walked up, did the thing, and just just and just the focus on her face as she stood there waiting to take the shot, it was just like, like I was scared of her. Forget Steph Labbe. I was like, I don't want this young woman to be angry at me ever. Terrified. <laughs> I'm so afraid. But she also performed really well both times she was subbed in. Like she, she, she was a noticeable game changer um, on the matches that Priestman brought her in for. So no, I really enjoyed her performance and She's got a lot, uh, a lot to give to the program in the years to come. Talking of being subbed in, yes. Shalina Zadorsky. Oh, penalties are coming up. We're going we're to sub you in, and no, that's not going to use you. And I know. She I was just there for, for, what, for, for friendship. I'm not <laughs> sure. I was so confused. Like when she was being subbed in, it made sense to me. I was like, okay, I, I've seen, I've seen Shalina take penalties before she's solid at it right you know and she's a veteran and she's composed and stuff but yeah it was oh, yeah you're not even one of the top six <laughs> no 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 I know. So <laughs> but yeah. I mean, is Desiree Scott that bad at penalties is Shalina Zdorsky <laughs> just that good at motivating and putting <laughs> things it's, loose it's and the motivating fun? thing that but must I, be what yeah. it is she's the captain of Spurs women Diane. exactly Get is she those. really yes yeah. for like the third year in a row didn't know that at all. Good for her. And and currently the part of the ad campaign for the new kids, being the Spurs women's captain, of course. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was a weird. I, I I sort of did the same thing. I was like, oh, so not Shalina? Okay, sure. Um, Ashley Lawrence, who we've talked about a lot, or I've talked about a lot, just because I love Ashley Lawrence. Um, and even though. She was unsuccessful in her penalty take. Uh, she mm. had such a good tournament overall and was key to um, their success in so many ways, uh, both defensively and offensively. And just, it's it's great to see so many people talking about her um, throughout this tournament and getting and getting lots of attention because she's just, she's delightful. She's just delightful, and mm. I am just happy for her as a as a person. Yeah, was she? I mean, I didn't watch all the games because a lot of them were on at inconvenient times. Yeah. Was she like I? I think of her as a left back, and then I'm all of a sudden watching the final, and she's at right back, and uh, and I'm also seeing like Sweden just constantly attacking like the other side and say, like, oh, it, it seems like we need a good left back and she, she's right there, but why isn't she there? And was she at right back for a lot of this tournament or all of it even? A lot of it, if not all of it, yes. 
Okay. Yeah, because of, well, again, because of uh, squad size restrictions. She's that good. She can play both. She's that good. She can play both. Cool. Yeah, I mean, she was impressive. And also get a chance to see her only very occasionally during this tournament because, again, it was harder to, to switch up uh, sub in for formation changes is to see her when she gets to move up into the midfield because I'm, I'm part of the Ashley Lawrence to midfield uh, fan group and um, there's lots of us but in this context it was pretty much impossible to, to have happen but just she one of the best players they had throughout the entire Olympic Games and uh, I really really hope that uh, more people pay attention to to her and that we you know she gets I, I can't remember what her minutes are like at PSG but hopefully this increases them if they're not regular because I don't feel like she's been a regular starter for them um, but this should change that or at least you would think it would and, uh, and of course I always like to talk about Quinn just because I'm a big fan of theirs mm -hmm. um, one they're 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 a very good player and again we're really really important to this squad um from a from a defensive side through the midfield and um really enjoyable to watch as always and i've really enjoyed their progression this last year but and it it, it is something to be to be mentioned to be celebrated is the first uh openly trans non-binary um uh, athlete to win gold um for a team sport uh not to medal but not just to be at the games but to 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 do what they did and it's it's an important achievement and for for representation um and to 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 normalize that and just really really proud of uh of their accomplishments but also proud of the support that canada soccer and especially the the women's team has put around them like they're obviously this whole group is so close and you you see it on their social medias you see it in everything they do and i it just i don't know it warmed my heart great just not much else you can say you know good for them mm -hmm. going out there and yeah is a very effective player out there yeah i got nothing to add <laughs> the plaudits are 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 well deserved uh quinn looks the part of the general uh and and yeah uh, and i'm such a fan i'm genuinely such a fan like we're i don't know if this is weird to say but like even without the uh shall we say the external focus mm -hmm. they're still an amazing player you know what i mean oh, it's not the spotlight sure. isn't like oh look at quinn oh quinn's really good it's Quinn was always good it's now, now they have the stage for it and showcasing and under pressure and the whole, like I'm, it, Quinn's fantastic. I hope I didn't and put my foot in my mouth. I feel like I might've, but I'm just. No, you totally didn't. You did, okay, just checking, you, you, just yeah. checking. You did great. I'm trying to be nothing but respectful. <laughs> was it just Bev Priestman that sort of moved Quinn to midfield or did that happen before Priestman came along? Because I think of them as a as a defender, and then all yeah. oh, you're a midfielder I, now. Okay, I feel like um, it works. I feel like Bev Priestman cemented um, them as a midfielder. I think I think Herdman or or not even her, no not Herdman maybe Kenneth 
had started to to move them around a bit because um, yeah they they obviously they started their career as a defender and, and a good defender but they are a much better midfielder like if I look back on their career uh, with Canada and enjoying them in defense but really it, they their their talents really shine in the midfield and and that's where they you know that's where they play for the mm-hmm. rain um, but yeah I think I think I feel like Bev Priestman has like cemented like that like that is that is it that is it going forward yeah. and uh i think just an obvious sort of long-term desiree scott successor exactly. I mean, they've obviously been playing together right now but uh, you know scott's getting older obviously who knows how long he's going to be around but yeah yeah right the sort of defensive midfield you know destroyer if you want to call it what have you Good. you know that position is like yep yeah, queen can uh, do that can she's got those that. defensive instincts and clearly can do that in midfield as well so yeah and occasionally has a nose for goal not very often but it does happen so you know that's never a bad thing as long as it's you know mostly taking care of business um and then of course we have to talk about cincy if only just to be happy for her um was not the best tournament for her and no um i think i i don't i don't think anyone would say different um you know you sort of hoped like i i admit that last match i was like i was like come on come on <laughs> like I, I want the fairy tale goddamn it mm. give me my give me my christine sinclair gold medal winning goal you jerks um yeah, I guess she was just sort of quick enough physically or probably more mentally to, to get to that ball first yep. and win a penalty and hey, yeah, that's a contribution. Yes, but yes. Yeah, and it's mainly a lifetime achievement uh, award for her and yes. I couldn't be fucking happier. And we'll see. We're hoping, like the Canada Soccer is talking about, um, you know, a, a victory tour for this team whatever that means in the jackson five yeah (laughs) with 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 fireworks and everything sparkly jackets um Uh, pepsi's lining up to endorse i know the the u.s you know always do this kind of thing and it seems like oh yeah they go out and there's like how many games it's kind of ridiculous and yeah canada how how many i mean i I would put the, the the under over over whatever you call it probably at 2.5 2.5 games. And yeah, I'm probably going to take say under. Maybe three. one in Toronto, one in Vancouver, and then maybe one, one in Montreal. Edmonton or, or Halifax, Good, like the Wanderers Grounds, maybe. Who knows? Tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll put the two in tour. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Um, so we'll see what that means when that happens because you've got players that you know play in different parts of the world at different times and so yes, on and so forth but definitely logistics problems and also you know covid still <laughs> being annoying so mm. um but yes they're overall and they, you know there's lots of you know other stories from this team you really could go down the entire lineup um and uh find positive good things and 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 standout moments from each of them um except for maybe Aaron McLeod but doesn't matter because Bev Priestman well done Bev dressed her so that she was eligible for a medal 
that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got three uh, three-time Olympic medal winners. So Christine Sinclair, uh, Desiree Scott, and Sophie Schmidt, all uh, veterans of the 2012 team uh, and onward, which is also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Duncan, I know you wanted to, to sort of talk about um, their performance <laughs> overall in the tournament. So I cede the floor to you. Um, sure. I mean, as I say, I'm very happy that they've done this, you know, again, a sort of lifetime achievement award kind of thing. Yeah, fucking A, they, they deserve it. On this tournament as a whole, I, oof, I mean, there, there was some serious Greece 2004 overtones to this, really. I mean, it was it's like three or four, I think, like six goals altogether over six games. It's like the winning a quarterfinal, semifinal and final on the basis of two penalties that the ref wasn't even going to give and then some penalty shootouts. It's like, wow. I mean, defending is equally a part of the game as attacking, but uh, I mean, that, that, that's got to be some kind of record to you know, be able to do it that way with such little going on in the attack. Really, I mean, it's that's kind of how they sort of designed how they were going to play. And we talked about this last week when after they yeah. beat the US. It's not like, holy shit, they wanted to be really good and attacking, but they just couldn't. It's like, no, this is how they've figured out, right, this is how we can win. And they went out and they did it very well. But it's like, wow, just the, you know, the, the, the lack of, of, you know, goals or... You know, I don't feel like it was all that unlucky that they didn't score any goals aside from those penalties. It's just like, you know, mm. I mean, respect to them. I enjoy some good mm-hmm. sort of precky ball and uh, what have you. And say defending is part of the game. But it, uh, yeah, it's just like, oof, wow. I mean, you know, ideally take that team and the, the sort of the base and whatever they have and throw in Christine Sinclair from 10 years ago and fucking hey they'd be oh yeah fantastic yeah. uh as it is it's like, hey, well, you know we've got christine sinclair now and hey, this is the only way we're going to win and they fucking went out and did it so good for them but it's like yeah, i mean that's got to be some kind of record really to, yeah uh, no 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 it did it, 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 it was way. one of those things that kind of was like oh and, and it's been you know it's been an issue for for them for a while right like where are the goals coming from? Because they're not coming regularly from Christine Sinclair anymore. And no one else seems to be so far able to step up consistently and be that person or to to, to sort of like push through. And, and that's one of the things when I talk about Ashley Lawrence um, as a midfielder, as opposed to a defender and outside of this tournament, maybe we'll see it at the Women's World Cup or in the, you know, the two-year lead up, is that she changes the focus of their attack and allows them to be more dynamic and more free-flowing in the attack, I find. So hoping to see more of that past this. I, but I, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was surprised at the, 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 the extreme lack of goals uh, for the most part from, from them in this, in this tournament. I was thinking, you know, maybe one more game. That would have been <laughs> nice and less mm-hmm. stressful. Um, I mean, you about, you know, they, they don't really seem all that going forward. I mean, is it, obviously, Sinclair's getting older, she's kind of, like, changed how she's playing and everything, so it's more, you know, she's a bit more sort of deep-lying and then it's relying on whether it's 
Becky or Prince or Diana Rose or whoever that's kind of pushing on fast beyond her and is having Sinclair as like the in that position is is that she kind of holding back the attack now is is it mm. time to sort of move on and uh, we need to be focusing on somebody else uh, it's it's yeah. heretical, but I think you've got to have this conversation at some point. No, no, Duncan no, you Fletcher, do. what have you done for me lately? <laughs> mm -hmm. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, and I'm sure that's a conversation that will happen if it hasn't already happened. Um, and the and then there's the expectations on um, on a player like Janine Becky, who hasn't quite found her 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 rhythm with this squad yet. Um, over this last year who's incredibly talented like she's she's such a strong player and someone like a young player like Jordan Heidema who hasn't had much time both with her club um, or playing for her country she doesn't get that many minutes because she hasn't been very consistent lately so you look instead to Nichelle Prince and Deanne Rose who both are, are capable of scoring some beautiful goals um, Jesse Fleming you know stepping in there occasionally um, it's it's sort of like that conversation of yeah you move does Christine does Christine Sinclair just you know does she become a super sub or do you start moving her back through the lineup into a more defensive role because she's a strong defender she's a tall girl right like there's there's lots of skills. isn't uh, isn't Labe talking about how she was like potentially going to retire and you know McLeod's clearly old like Sinclair in goal ooh there you go. Sinclair, mm. yeah, I'll take a Caitlin Sheridan, Christine Sinclair duo as uh, as our keepers. Why not? You guys are ruthless. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it does. It is. It is. It's something that will be, if not decided in the next two years, certainly decided after the next Women's World Cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it, with Canada, it's been a couple of years or so now that have been you know, feeling this way. I mean, just her eventually overtaking Abby Wambach. It was like, oh, you've really slowed down. This has taken a long time now. You know, she got there. Great. Yeah. She won a gold medal. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the the only thing that you know, hasn't made me really think, mm, yeah, we maybe need to be moving on early is that you know, she seems to be doing very well with the thorns. And she's you know quite mm -hmm. still like productive scoring goals and doing Absolutely. things there, and it's just a case of in a, like a different team, you know, I get the impression they're kind of like the class of their league, whereas you know Canada, in a competition like the Olympics, you know, is playing a bit more of a defensive thing because you know if they try to go out there and be all attacking, they're going to get their asses kicked. So yeah, it's in, obviously difficult. International but, game versus mm. club game, yeah, it's different too. Yeah, but uh, like it, it, it's been a while since Sinclair has been, you know, any kind of real dynamic kind of presence. But you know, again, who exactly is? No one's really stepping up to take over that kind of dynamic figurehead. Nope, main not yet. Person up front, so yeah, we shall see. Hmm. Do you think so it's fair? Sorry, do you think it's fair to? Like nobody's stepping up. Is it is it nobody stepping up because there doesn't seem to be any kind of similar player that's coming through the system, or is it because Sinclair is at such a lofty, legendary position that 
you're reluctant to replace them until you absolutely need to. Does that make sense? Like, you mean from a coaching standpoint or from a, co- like, a, a teammate standpoint? Um, a little bit of both, because like, I feel like if, if there's such a baggage with Christine Sinclair, she's the goat. Everyone knows this. It's not a secret. Okay. Is some like, are you really going to look at her going, I think I can take her job as a player. And if so, is that a lot? Like that is a lofty role to fill it. Even at, even after a less than stellar uh, Olympic performance for, for Ms. Sinclair. Um, is, is that too much to ask for one of the younger ones to say, step up and be that person or, yeah. or am I, or am I like overthinking? I mean, I realize I'm probably overthinking this, but do you understand what, like, what I'm, tr- what I'm trying to no, kind No, of- no, no. I understand what you're saying. And I think like, no, there's, there's, there's some truth to that in that, um, it's not that they don't think they can or or there's maybe a sense of reluctance but it's very clear from the players from the coaches um and this starts with john herdman um through the last coaches through her teammates um that they would all run through a brick wall for christina sinclair and they will support her in whatever way is possible in order for something like this to happen because that's how highly they all think of her. That's how much they all care about her. You know, again, like that that Women's World Cup here in Canada, like that was, you know, you heard men said in interviews, you know, like they were trying to do that for her. And obviously that did not happen. Um, like things like that. So there, there, there is a sense of that, but I also think that um, uh, in some cases they're waiting for their moment in some cases, you haven't seen consistent performances from some of these players with their clubs or with their country, no matter when they play or how they play. So, but you will see it's going to change in the next couple of years because it has to, because nobody plays forever, except for maybe Marta and Formiga. So, never mind, Christine Sinclair is going to play for the next 10 years. And uh, sorry, Janine Becky, you never get to uh, take over. Um, I feel. I feel like. I feel like if that's good. If that's the case, they're gonna have to announce her age when they do the lineup, just so everybody can marvel. It's like, wow, forty-seven years old. <laughs> well, they do it with Marta and Formiga, so they yeah. might as well. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I um. Would. Okay. Before we move on from this, and oh dear God, I don't even know if we should get into this right now, but. Um, <laughs> Sounds like us. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We only have like six other things to talk about after this. It's oh, fine. we're cutting that right. The rest yeah. Of the totally. Show. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Does Canada winning gold at the Olympics in women's soccer do anything to move the dial on the women's game here in Canada? Or is it just a nice to have? Depends what you mean by the dial. That's the thing. Are we talking about participation at a you know grassroots level? Uh, getting a next generation excited than that stuff. Yes, although I don't think it was suffering. Um, I know what this leads to, obviously, talking about the professional game. Yes, um, that, that's more what I meant, is, is whether I, I fear, or that. I, I fear that uh, y- you really need to strike while the iron's hot or it's, you know, gets lost in the uh, shuffle of the rest of sports news um how that if they can make that happen i know we we might talk about this what that might look like 
Um, sure. I think maybe an event like this does give the opportunity. I don't know if it moves the dial, but I think it might open the eyes of people maybe with the pockets to fund something and to see the large ratings that it right. had. 4.4 like million that. people. Yeah. Um, sure. including, and, including including my Hoover's. mom. Including, I, I feel like I was there, kind of. Mr. T? Mr. T. Kristen, you did the whole um, thing. Uh, via the internet. Um, oh, here, she here she goes. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, you're really trying to dominate this fucking podcast. Um, Fast forward. You, you, you back to normal, Kristen? Nope. <laughs> Get ready for <laughs> another roller coaster dip. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Anyway, a lot of people walk. Oh, oh. oh, hello, Kristen. Hello. All right, sweet. Hey. Um, uh, you completely dropped out maybe about a minute ago. Amazing. Uh, a lot of people were watching. Yeah, you talked about four, four million people watching, a lot of people, including. And then we, we didn't know who. Yeah, and I jumped in with my mom because that was funny. <laughs> Because I'm hilarious. Oh, I said including um, over half a million uh, on just exclusively watching online. Like there was, there was a lot of eyes on this particular match at eight o'clock in the morning on a weekday. You know, so um, it's whether or not uh, an investor or Canada Soccer or somebody uh, yeah. sees this as valuable, which which they should. Well, that's the thing. The, the viewership numbers and what that means to advertiser dollars, et cetera, et cetera, is what moves it, what could move a dial more than good feelings. Good feelings yes. pass. Of good course. feelings don't, don't mean anything to investors. It's whether they can turn a, a buck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At some point, because. Um, hopefully. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's the sort of thing where, you know, hopefully there was at least some kind of vague potential plan in place that's maybe, ooh, you know, strike by their own something if something comes along you know we, we've got this plan ready to move because i think you know if it's just like huh, okay we should do something about this let's think about this you know that's obviously going to take a while and then you know is 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 that that the momentum still going to be there eventually not really so you know hopefully there is you know there has been talks whether it's you know toronto and NWSL or you know the the CPL trying to well, figure out what the women's league and now it's like okay you know what now's the time let's fucking just go for this. So and that's got the question. Ready. That's 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 the that's the follow up question is, um, and this is this is again subject of great debate whether it should be a, a strictly Canadian league, or whether it should be some Canadian NWSL clubs, a la when MLS came to Canada. I, though I want a Canadian league for the women of this, in, you know, the women in this country, and on the side of right now, let's get a couple of NWSL franchises here because that will be a more likely thing to happen within the next five years. Yeah. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know if you want to like cut off your nose to spite your face and say it's league or, or nothing. Yeah. And the chances of finding one or two investors up front to have a go is much more likely. And yeah, I mean, MLS is a, is a decent example. 
couple of very deep pocketed, you know, either corporations or owners in Canada took it, took their shot. And then it proved that the, you know, there's always, this sport is still fighting naysayers in the upper echelons of business and broadcasting, you know, still to this day, it's ridiculous, but in sports writing. Yeah. Yeah. Paper coverage, television. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it took, it took the success of, of a couple of MLS teams and Vancouver as well. Yeah, to uh, hey. <laughs> to um, you know, to show that there was the appetite for it, and that I think laid the, at least made the, the ground fertile for them to take a shot with CPL, and maybe that's gonna have to be the process for the women's game too, and they're kind of starting I think, but as far as professional goes, even though there's established professional leagues, all over the place now, um they're kind of starting where MLS like pre MLS days in Canada as far as professional game, if not further back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that probably makes sense. That's probably the, the easiest way that anything's going to happen. But I feel like the, the CSA kind of definitely needs to be involved to say, right, yeah, you know, maybe whether it's MLSE or whoever, you sure go and join the NWSL. That's cool. But eventually well, there's going to be some kind of Canadian league and, you know, we either want you to join it, or we want you know very strict things in uh, you know us giving you permission to join the American League to say that eventually you will not in any way stand in the way of some kind of competition coming in and being part of the Canadian League right there in mm-hmm. what you consider to be your territory. Women's pizza shops. Yes, <gasps> one on every corner. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, but only one pizza is the best pizza or something. Anyway, <laughs> um, I I feel like if, if, if the development of the women's professional game domestically is going to happen, it's going to look much the same way as MLS, except slower. Like it's going to take somebody like if you take if you take the timeline of when Toronto entered MLS and then Montreal entered MLS and then Vancouver entered MLS add like like double triple the time in between those because canada in in a, in a previous chat canada is when it comes to any type of real investment canada is quite risk averse um it takes a like it took a long long time for somebody to step up to to join to join mls and let's be honest if if they had basically hadn't gotten a stadium at a 66 percent discount of what it cost to build um, who's to say there would be a team at all st- like at this point, there certainly wouldn't have been one in 2007. So somebody's going to have to enter in NWSL Toronto. Sorry, everyone else. Toronto's going to have to enter in. If Toronto can show success at the gate, because for some reason, Canada is super, super different than anybody else that will inspire confidence in Vancouver, Montreal, maybe one of the Alberta cities to you know let's let's take a real hard look at the, maybe we maybe we can do you know I you know I've heard some things like that kind of reluctance apprehension well, stupid bullshit and then they'll enter. And well, then if you want a Canadian pro women's league, I don't know what I like I want it to happen. I genuinely want it to happen. If I had more money than brains, it would already happen and I'd own all the teams. 
Blah. <laughs> That's not Lamar Hunt. <laughs> hey. Uh, only my friends call me Lamar. But yeah, that's that's my Lamarck. Lamarck. Okay. Lamarck. Not a Q. Not a Q. Uh, no, no. Not a Lamarck. Lamarck. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. Lamarck. Lamarck. Hunt. I, mm. Yeah. No. Um, bad idea. <laughs> Skip that idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. Terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all going the, wrong. The one thing with with all of this that I, I sort of I feel like sometimes gets a little lost in the conversation talking about like. Um, Yes, obviously you need to find somebody to fund it or, or to get one of the MLS sides to do what some of the MLS teams in the, in the States have done, which is have an NWSL side affiliated with them. Um, is, is, is not only is there a, a built-in fan base that, of, of fans that pay attention to NWSL, Canadian fans who are following Canadian players who have been longtime fans of certain teams who would switch allegiance i think or at least pay attention if there was a team in canada for them to pay attention to but on top of that because yes obviously everyone talks about tv deals or internet deals um nwsl has done some really great things in terms of marketing their league and making it available uh broadcasting a lot of matches on twitch this year which has been fantastic um but is that the women's games when when the women's national team plays in canada huge numbers turn out for those matches they almost always uh far outstrip the attendance for men's matches and like it's, it's it's that whole if you build it they will show up and watch it you know like they will come like this is what's going to happen because they already do so i feel like that has to get worked into the conversation a little bit more is this awareness that people turn out for the women's national team, um, some of that would would translate to, you know, a club that they can watch mm-hmm. in a city can, near them. Uh, can I uh, ask something? I don't necessarily yeah. know the answer to this, but just throwing it out there: like, would a single or two NWSL clubs actually be advantageous at this point because of the financial ability to? employ more players that Canadian fans are aware of players they've seen on this national team, whereas a Canadian league would already be so far behind many of the women's leagues that have popped up. Would they, would, would a Canadian league, what I'm saying, let's compare it, you know, in a women's game version of the CPL, would it have the pockets to actually even bring many of those players who are recognizable into a league and like the women's game for what it is the women's professional ranks are shallower than men's right well um are are people gonna turn up to watch kylie becker (laughs) yeah Um, like nwsl has a better salary structure than the campio yeah well they they, they pay their players more so that's what what i mean mean. like and and like at the upper echelons they're paying you know in the hundreds of thousands for yeah, the really I, good I mean, players. If you look at, you know, the best Canadian player or the ones, the most marketable Canadian players, they're either now playing in one of the top European leagues or or in NWSL yeah. already, correct? So uh, to at least get the feeling off the ground that the women's professional game is a marketable and profitable, potentially profitable exercise, maybe 
that might be the first step that needs to be taken. Maybe yeah. a league is, maybe a league is, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if it would, cause you'd yeah, hate to see it. You'd hate to see a bunch of like effort put into it and then it fall flat and then say, see, no one was interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's is, happened before. Is Ashley Lawrence going to come back from PSG for say mm-hmm. Canadian Premier League wages? Yeah, probably not. And, but NW, decision. Yeah, maybe for wages in Canada, maybe. Yeah. yeah, which is very, which is especially very similar if like, she's a you know some like kind of like franchise player, and yeah. you know probably would be earning more in Canada than she might be on an American team, maybe. So maybe it's a bad example, but you know it's similar to early days of Toronto C. No, I think Guzman. it's a good You know, example, yeah. you you attract, you can attract those players who are. You know, you're not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna steal players who are probably playing for Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, PSG. You know, the big women's clubs in in Europe, or even some of the more established ones in the nest of. Well, you probably could poach. You know, obviously the Canadians from the NS uh, NWSL, but uh, yeah, um, a league a league one is. I don't know. That's. I mean, unless someone's willing to <laughs> float one to run parallel i guess you know much like we have in this country now but that's a that's a big ask mm-hmm. and yeah you know if a canadian women's like hockey league can't even make it in canada can a soccer one yeah. who knows yeah it's not a it's not a it's not an easily answered question and it's you know one of I've taken part in numerous versions of this a lot lately, and it's just going to keep mm. happening. But um... I guess I guess the one problem too you'd have to you know, being that let, let let's hypothetically say there was one club to start, mm-hmm. much like when Toronto FC joined MLS, yeah. and you know the high hopes of the nation's pro development is put on that club. Y- you know, there's still a professional private entity are they going to be can they be entrusted to develop the canadian player when international players may be you know the same so we've had the same conversations mm-hmm. in our days of tsc and even to now you know so yeah it's, it's yeah, a, you sort of... a, a league is better for developing the future of the program probably but a club is probably but you look you yeah but a... you have to look at like the mls tfc is obviously our local example um that yeah, T- TFC are, are are terrible about um, utilizing the Canadian players that they develop, but several of them have gone elsewhere and done quite well. And their academy yeah. is is full of, I, I think. So I think about like League One Ontario's uh, the the women's sides in League One Ontario, um, Toronto Blizzards that has a, a women's academy uh, from I think they've got. How do they start at U9? Anyways, they've got several levels of academy there. Like there's there's teams, there's there's things in place that could be streamlined or, or linked to an NWSL side. Do you know what I mean? Like so there are some pieces there, but yeah, there's nothing that's currently holding it all together that gives a clear pathway. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a conundrum, but I still think in terms of immediacy. I, I, I feel I feel like the NWSL is the way to go. Um, whether or not that happens, you know, we've 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 talked to to Bill Manning about it. Um, I know that the Whitecaps keep getting brought into the conversation just due to their their past involvement in the women's game. Um, yeah, I I do think you know 
Mark has said, yeah, it, it's definitely Toronto. I do think Vancouver, yeah, they've got a little bit of history there. There's Seattle and Portland have thriving NWSL teams. There's like a bit of a natural, they can be the, the third leg in that one as well, the same as where the Whitecaps men's team are. Yeah. I, I feel like Vancouver probably makes more sense to be the, the first NWSL team. involved in the game? I remember him being a decent oh, backer gosh. of the women's program. I don't know anymore, actually. Years ago, and he was, of course, involved with Whitecaps earlier on. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they obviously had their issues. Y- yes. Yes. But yes. Uh, yeah. So I noticed so that... how the voice went up. Did everybody else catch that? <laughs> no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Someone went to drama school. Like he's he's still. <laughs> I I think he's still majority owner or partial owner of the mm-hmm. Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, for them, you want to, yeah, we talk about their, their, their problems. This could be a little, a little redemption arc for them, maybe, you know? Yeah, and Sinclair's from Burnaby. Get her yes, in there. It's just as a, you know, part, part of the player coach or even just like part of the ownership group. You know, whether she's actually putting money in herself or they're just, hey, we're going to gift you, like, Two percent of the ownership group, and what have you, just so that we can be kind of like using your name, you know, that sort of thing is. Uh, yeah. Somebody call Steve Nash. Yes. Right. Seriously, what's Ryan Reynolds doing? Um, hmm. Wrexham. Yes. I know that. Um, anyway, it's it's this is an ongoing conversation and one that hopefully we get to we we keep having to sort of keep people interested in the conversation because that's part. Yep. Did that happen again? Hello? Not just be like, oh, right. Wow. Stop, 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 <laughs> It happened again. Fuck. You Am I back? Oh, uh, yeah, you're, you're back now. Um, I'm, I, I have no idea where you, where you ended. Doesn't matter. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really matters. <laughs> mm. Anyway, we've been uh, yeah. Is, is right. it moving on. That's it for that's it for today's show. Kristen, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, we broke Kristen. She's given up. Uh, no, my yeah. internet broke me. Obviously, oh, mm. my internet's been shit since the issue last week. So it's very frustrating. Um, oh yeah, there was a massive outage uh, on Friday, and uh, yeah, ever since then it has been highly problematic and very annoying. Um, all right, so let's let's okay. We'll have to at least mention the Emo Field, Canadian's national team, um, little camp mm. stuff. Do we? That's been League's Cup. Yep. Good decisions. Um, we should at least mention Messi, though. I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we don't talk about that. At least, at least say sure. this has happened in case you live living under a rock. So do you um, want? So do are 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 we gonna? Yeah, it's, we, still world, how, it's still world soccer. It's just gonna be a very short. No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm more about. Um, did we end the women's talk? Yes. No, it just went silent. It yeah. just went silent. Because <laughs> so I, I can keep this whole thing in, so people can really see what's behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Outtake. Um, I don't know. No one knows where we left off, so I don't know how how to be like. Should I just because I was trying to say what you know? Hopefully, we keep having this conversation. Is that where you lost me? 
Maybe. Somewhere, somewhere yeah. after Ryan Reynolds and Wrexham. But yeah, I mean, just the fact that you know, hopefully we can have keep having this conversation. That sounds like a all right. This is a wrapping things up. That's thing. what so I was trying to do. Yes, seems like a very natural. Okay, we can just end. It'll be a dramatic ending. But at that point, right, just cut everything off after that, and then play some music and okay. come back so to I'm something gonna else. Okay, so I'm going to say I'm going to say what I what I was going to say then, and then we'll just go from there. Is that right? Sounds good. Okay. Sounds okay. good. If all it was right. a very short thing, yes, it was. Yes. No, it's ten minutes. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of talking points that come from this. Oh my god! <laughs> like this. Stop I'm going to challenge you. this. Yes. Stop. All right. So this is a conversation that you know we, we've had before. We're going to hopefully keep having. In fact, it's important that we keep having it so that people continue to talk about this instead of just being like, "Oh, hey, remember when the Canadian women did like that one really cool thing?" Yeah, and that's it. So. Um, thank you for the great conversation, guys, and we will return to this in the knew that he was there on the case. Now he's in love with you. He's in love with you. Next up in Canadian Men's National Team talk is the locations, the shocking location for the September World Cup qualifying matches uh, was revealed by Canada. Is it, the, is it the Wibble? It's the Wibble. It's totally the Wibble, except <laughs> for if, 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 the, if the Wibble is spelled BMO Field. Um, uh, what are they doing with the Wibble? <laughs> I don't know idea. Did they not so, it out? It's, yeah, the Wibble's done. That's it. No it's more drifting wibble. northwards towards Churchill, Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. You mean the chibble? <laughs> the chibble. <laughs> chibble so, yes. so the home matches versus uh, the Honduras. Chibble? The chibble? I, <laughs> yes. The home matches versus El Salvador and Honduras uh, on September 2nd and 8th uh, will be played in Toronto at BMO Field. This is not a surprise. Um, it is geographically very easy for the men's team to turn around and get to their match in the States. Um, and just, you know, cuts down on travel because all of these windows are very compressed, right? So this is just, anyway, it, it was always going to be Toronto for these two matches. I feel like St. John's Newfoundland would have been shorter <laughs> for the Europeans. Yeah. Mm. Don't you remember watching Indiana Jones? Those planes always stopped in Gander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more about the flight into the States and then back again, as opposed mm. to where the players are flying to. Mm. Um, I I'm know. thinking of stealing Nazi gold. Apparently. <laughs> I would. I mean, you should, but you would. <laughs> Let the Nazis keep their gold, Mark. What else do they have? It's too controversial <laughs> for me, Dunk. I'm not... Mm. Dunk used to be a Swiss banker. Have we lost Kristen again? <laughs> <laughs> if we did, that's amazing. So let's just go. So 
out of the first three Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> or did she just give up? This is really long, Kristen. Uh, controversially, I, I'm going to say from an enjoyment Kristen? perspective, it's going to be controversial, but I like the third one. Oh, shit. I feel like the Temple of Doom. I feel like, you know, we're in Toronto. We like we like to go to games in Toronto. Welcome back. It's going to yeah. be, uh, you know, for the, for the rest of the country, they've got to feel like BMO Field would be, you know, the Temple of Doom. And just, uh, this is like mm. just a place where everything just gets sucked into there. And it's really freaking annoying and they hate this place. Yeah, Our so. local transit does resemble those mine carts. Yes, <laughs> yes. I have no idea how the hell I'm going to weave that into... Oh, just put it, just chop, just leave it right where it is. Yeah. Yeah, and then just, we'll just, just. Anyway, Kristen's back. Yay, fuck it. Mark got lazy at this part. All right, go ahead. (laughs) What were you saying, Kristen? You were about to tell us which one of the Indiana Jones was your favorite one to watch. Go ahead. (laughs) Raiders? Wow. Wow. (laughs) Controversial. Um, was I talking uh, about the couple restrictions on the seats? Oh my god, yeah, no, you, we, we didn't get that far. Not a short round. <laughs> anyway, I, let's, I don't know uh, what to do, you guys. The game's in Toronto. Hooray. For news on tickets, let's go to the Voyageurs, Kristen Knowles. So if you want tickets uh, in the South End, you have to be a member of the Voyageurs. Go to voyageurs.org, sign up, and then buy a membership. You will get notice and special code for buying tickets in the south end but just be aware that both in the south end and in the entire stadium you know the rest of the tickets that'll be managed by canada soccer the stadium's still under covid restrictions like so this is not we're not selling a full stadium so it's limited tickets so you'll be able to purchase limited tickets you're buying tickets in individual pods of two or four that's it um and you know, fingers crossed everybody gets what they what they hopefully want, but just everybody, both as a Voyager who wants to be in the South End and as anybody else who wants to attend these matches, just be understanding that everybody is doing what they can to get as many people into the stadium as possible, but there are restrictions here in Toronto, and that's just the current state of things. Surely this whole COVID thing is going to blow over by then. Oh, for sure. It's pretty much done. I, I feel like we're we're ready to no be barrier. moving into the next stage of reopening soon, aren't we? Yeah. It's going to be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am looking forward to going to totally those fine. games. Totally fine. Yes. Me too. Um. So yes. Uh. So that's happening, and uh, the CAMPL we haven't talked about very much lately. Um. Just going to do little campiel update uh and so the wibble is over <laughs> we established it's now a chibble oh, <laughs> oh dear uh in their home markets and traveling in their home re- in the region re- and money do not fare well seriously seriously my stress levels are so Fucking hot. I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know what to suggest. Give me, no, I do know what to do. Give me one We're second. Put it out there. Enjoy people. I've always wondered what Kristen Knowles sounded like when she takes speed. <laughs> this happens um, every single week, people, but Mark Hinkley yeah. is a genius and makes it seem like it doesn't. Yeah. Thank you. Kristen Knowles is a, is a werewolf on cocaine. Yes. People just don't know. Yes. 
she just disappears and it comes back really quickly. Uh, ooh, All the time. Wolf on cocaine. Oh. <laughs> Actually, sorry, it's more like, oh, werewolf of cocaine. Oh, werewolf of cocaine. Oh, God, this is it, I think. <laughs> I'm a wolf, I'm not. I'm a wolf, I'm not. <laughs> this is a verb. We now have a fantastic way to let her know when this happens. The and only way to stop back, her is with... We just, is ah, woo! The only way to stop her is with a silver carrot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, all right. I'm just hold on. Let me see if it stayed connected to what I want it to stay connected to. This Um, seems better. I'm using my phone as a mobile hotspot. Ooh. Mm. So hopefully that is better. Well, we better wrap this show up in 10 minutes so we don't get a big bill. (laughs) No, it's all right. Um, no, we're here for you. <laughs> I'm so frustrated. Oh, okay. Not as much as Mark. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just, anyway. Um, Campiel. Did, did any just... of the things I said about the Campiel anything? Should I just start again? We established that the uh, Wibble was drifting into a chibble. And... That was that was segment ago. That was a, that was a different segment. No. Uh, um, but, uh, there's no union. No, sh- shut up, Tony. Um, just, <laughs> just <laughs> yep. start from the top of the campiel. Just Are you sure? Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. it makes sense. All right. So we don't talk about. We haven't talked about the campiel much lately, just because you know the wibble was over and there wasn't a lot of excitement going on. But you know, a little update I think is due. Uh, and the one thing that we can say or have noticed since the teams have returned to their home markets are now playing in you know, either the Eastern region or the Western region is that uh, the Pagers do not fare well outside of the Wibble. Having outside of their on... natural habitats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is not good for them. Um, they've lost four we in a row. We need pork flies. It's, uh, it's just not a happy place for them. Uh, the Aquaman, however, are going, things are going swimmingly for them. Um, as they are top of the league right now just signed a new defender uh, who looks to be also very good anyway so it's really interesting to see sort of like just the subtle shifts and stuff amongst some of the teams once they are in different places um there was some away day issues if you follow the campiel on twitter or on social media um people this league's three years old Get along, seriously. But are, did you say away day issues? And is is the right is the fighting? Do we have yes. do we have hooliganism? There's hooliganism. There was there was there was a fight. Someone stole a flag. Someone wrecked a seat in one of the stadiums. Um, also, oh dear. Anyway, it was just it's, just it's just been a bit silly already. Like like literally, you all like each other. Remember this. This is a, this is. We haven't been around long enough for you all to hate each other this But, much. Kristen, I want to go to a game and get in fights like they do in random place of Europe. No, mm. not allowed. Anyway, so hopefully... But my cousin who went to a game in Poland once <laughs> one got into a fight and he had to wear a mask and he punched some dude in the face and ran away and got drunk. I want to do that too, except in Calgary. <laughs> this is what football is all about, Kristen. Sorry, I, I forget. I forget that it's not about the beautiful game itself. Um, Good point. 
Danny Dyer. And it does sound like <laughs> at least a couple things were blown out of proportion. Shocking, I know. Um, but just hopefully that with people talking about it, everyone just like takes a step back and everyone just cools their jets a little bit. Um, we still oh, have no union. Is that a Winnipeg reference? No, it actually yeah. wasn't at all. Um, yes, you behave or we're going to take your team away. We're going to send them to Phoenix. Again. <laughs> References. Um, mm. Still no union. Shocking. Um, keep showing up uh, at games in your union t-shirts, uh, supporters, and so on and so forth. Keep talking about that. It's really important. And hopefully uh, we'll get movement either. Again, they're it's going to be province to province. Doesn't look like the players have been fined, though, for their um, their show of support for the union at the Wibble. Um, or at least if they have, it's being kept really well under wraps because it sounded like they were going to be, but then no one has talked about it. And I find it hard to believe that it wouldn't have leaked out somewhere. Oh, yeah, so. that, that absolutely would have been leaked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, the, the league probably wasn't going to announce it, but one of the players that got fined probably absolutely would have. have. Sergio Camargo. Um, yes, yeah, looking at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then two sort of, well, not sort of, two exciting things happening this week uh, with CanPL teams. One is this weekend, uh, the Odletti finally get a home opener. Hooray! They will be playing their first match in Ottawa since their team came to be. Played more games in Spain. Yes. <laughs> so then the question is, is will finally being at home help change their fortunes? Because all that bonding time in Spain does not seem to have done anything for how they play here. Because uh, they are... We, we predicted that. We said the high life was going to be yeah, too they much. They are dead last in the league. Um, but, I think I mean, they... they're, they're going to be inspired by, you know, by the, the Rido Canal. I mean, the, the kit has Rido blue on it. You know, they've oh, needed yeah. to, to be there to draw on the energy of that. And yeah, all that sort of thing. Are they playing like where the, the CBFL team plays? And yeah. That, yeah. Like 20,000 odd... Uh, Stadium, okay. Gonna be great. Yeah, still called Lance, not called Lansdowne. No, it's something at like it's they kept Lansdowne because that's the name of the park, but it's like TD Stadium or whatever. TD Place, TD Place, right? Anyway, yeah, anyway. So the Aledi have lost their last three, four of their last five, they've won once in their last six. Mm. That was a long time ago. Um. They're not doing well. They they is Mister yeah. on L hot seat yet? I don't know. Le hot seat. Los hot seat. No, it's Los hot seat. Le hot seat. L hot seat. L hot Spanish. Well, I bet playing in 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 Ottawa. I don't know. Mm. I'll yeah, but, yeah. we... That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so good luck in your home opener hosting the uh, second worst team in the league uh which is the wanderers at this moment in time um, i know but they're really still so much better than ottawa so oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway we'll see how that goes but congratulations to finally getting a home match that is actually truly that's very exciting um and then uh on thursday night day after recording uh los hammers los hammers 
take on Los Tigres. So it is CONCACAF League time and the Handies are technically home to, they are the home team against CD Fast. Um, but due to the fact that this match was rescheduled because of COVID issues, travel restrictions, etc., um, both their matches are being played in El Salvador. But this one is technically Hamilton's home match. So uh, a that's goal. why you guys were fucking with me. It actually that okay yeah. Never mind. Because I misunderstood. Are, are you going to the game, Mac? Oh, yeah, now, now that it's clear. Yeah. You, you, you don't miss any home games. I know that I, much. I want to get, I want to get the half and half scarf of, of CD Fast and Los Hammers. <laughs> Los Hammers. Where else can you get it except at Los Stadium? I know it's a stadio, <laughs> but I'm going for uh, 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 Spanish first word, English second word, because it's just funnier now. Uh, um, anyway, so hmm. yes, it's it's a bit weird, but they they still have they still have the away goals in in force. Um, so that could come into play. I know the away oh, quote unquote. Let let Hamilton have all of the away goals. <laughs> if they're actually going to have to play away, both legs should be considered <laughs> away goals for Hamilton. Um, one thing is that. Uh, Hamilton have played in this stadium before. This is where they played the Lemon Pigs um, so, last year. So wait a minute. So what you're saying is, is that where Hamilton's about to play, they've played there. They've That's been their home more than TD Place has been for Ottawa. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Wow. <laughs> Advantage. <laughs> um, so that's... That's uh, that's a that's good for them. But on the flip side is that uh, both Kyle Becker and the coach are not available for this match because they got sent off um, at the end of their Concacaf League match in December against Marathon. So uh, no captain and no head coach. God, they're still holding a grudge over that shit. Let it go. Yep, they really are. Um, so yes. But tune in. It should be. It's always enjoyable to watch these kinds of matches. So that's tomorrow night, day after recording. It's probably already happened by the time you listen to this uh, on oh. One Soccer. So um, uh. I know. I'm sorry. Damn. We're not falling. We take it back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to what's golden. On the stage, I'm raging. I'm rolling. We're not falling. A shot calling. We take it back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to what's golden. Sauteed a hot flame, big rings, fat chains, they all quest for the same. No name, huge fame, strictly new to the thing. We stay true to the game. All right, we have a tiny little bit of world soccer news. Uh, there were some other things we were going to talk about, but eh, whatever. Uh, and what we are going to talk about, at least briefly, she says, <laughs> um, is that one of the constants in the world of football has changed. And that is Leo Messi is no longer a player for Barcelona. Which is so weird. Like, after 17 years, he's gone. And, uh, you know, there's lots of drama around whether it was, you know, 
he's asking for too much money, although apparently he wasn't, or whether it's La, you know, La Liga's fault or Barcelona's fault or who knows. So I, reality is, is that he uh, he's, he's playing for PSG now. Oh, that I know. poor man. Being, being forced to relocate to that provincial backwater of The Paris. unsupported, no, no backing, no profile team, I know. Wow. How is he going? Cool guy. How, how far does he have to walk to the local to the local bank just to cash yes. in his check of millions of fucking euros? Hashtag hero. Yeah. God. He's not only a goat, but he apparently rides one to the stadium. Yes. Such an outpost. Jeez. Yes. Did I ever tell you the story about how I saw him score his first ever goal for Barcelona? Yeah. Uh, uh, I probably did. Probably I did. A while. Tell it again. Yeah. I went to see a game. And uh, you know, this is 2005. It's all about Ronaldinho and Samueletto and Deco and what have you. And uh, you know, then you know, it's, this they, they subbed on some random guy I'd never heard of, and he's got to go. I read in the paper the next day that that random guy was the youngest player ever to score for Barcelona, and I thought, well, that's cool. And uh, a couple of years later, there's like, this like 19-year-old, 20-year-old Messi who was just like like going crazy and what have you. And I kind of like figured it out, and ah, that was him. And so uh, yeah, that that's the story. I had no idea of the significance at the time, but I saw it. They beat Alba Thirty Two now. Mm-hmm. I saw Seba play. I saw Seba play for Empoli. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But that's also, that's also cool. did you know? Did you know the significance of the time? Uh, no, other than the fact that he was that little guy from Juventus. That's all. I was like, hey, he was on loan <laughs> with Empoli. I was like, oh, look at the little guy. From <laughs> little did I know. I I I met I met Ben Washington at an airport once. You <laughs> what? Better. I, I, I met Nick Sulzma on the on the on the seawall in Vancouver. Oh, oh, that Dude. one again! Jeez, <laughs> God. Shut up! You guys are awful. I had All a lot right. of I had a lot of fun explaining to uh, non soccer people what the hell was going on. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had to do this. Um, um, I I had to I had to explain to at least two people at work and my uh, my nephew. Uh, Oh, my nephew's just got into soccer like last year, not last year, the year before it was his first, like never played the game organized before. And he absolutely loves it. And and whenever, whenever he gets like a bit of soccer gear, he gets my brother to take a picture and send it to me. And I like, Oh, that's awesome. So, so he's got, he's got, he actually has got a messy Barcelona shirt. Oh, um, knock off. So sorry. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, no, I'll be fine. I'll recover. So, yeah, I'm gonna say, do you stand for that kind of shit, Mac? I, that's I a, feel like you take these things seriously. Let's be honest. Um, okay. For a kid, I mean, who's, why are you paying 120 <laughs> bucks for a kid's shirt, dude? Like, they grow. Mm. So, they anyway. grow. Yeah. Yeah, they grow. That's, that's the fact that's that it's bit, only $10 yeah. cheaper is a bit of a fucking insult, but that's another story. So, anyway, so he, he, I guess I don't know where he heard about Messi leaving. So my brother's like, what's going on with Messi? I'm like, so I explained it to him. And it's just, yeah, this has been, it's been fun because like Messi's just one of those, 
he's one of those few names that transcend just soccer in general. Like it's 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 like people who knew Pele. They couldn't mm-hmm. name a second soccer. They might have been able to name Maradona, to be honest. But like they knew who Pele was. They knew who Maradona was when the drugs were happening because it was scandalous. So like, what's going on with Messi? What's going on with Messi? Like I've got the inside scoop, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sources say. So uh, yeah, this you, is you're, you're on a weekly soccer podcast, Malik. Yes, you are an expert. Yeah, which basically means I'm like three degrees separated to to Messi, which pretty much. Yeah, which that's how podcasting works, isn't it? You probably are actually. If we we did, um, if we used um, Bill Manning, I bet you could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ben Ben Vasquez, yeah, done. We all, yeah, Um, I'm one degree separated, sir. One degree, right? But then he would lead to other people, but yeah, Yeah. like Tony's saying, yeah, Manning. Vasquez, Vasquez Messi. Yeah, we we were basically at Messi's wedding. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. table back by the loos. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah, I love it when they call me Uncle Mark. It's so nice. <laughs> These kids, they're great. Mm-hmm. Tio, Tio Marco. Hey, Tio Marco. No, no, I make them say it in English because that's <laughs> that's how important I am. Tio Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly how Tony said it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is this has been this has been quite the uh, uh, quite the amusing sideshow that's been going on. Perfectly, perfectly timed, right before seasons are about to really kick off their their training and all this. And uh, I, I'm uh, I'm not entirely surprised. I actually was. I had a large speculation that he was, after all of this conjecture, he was just going to end up back at Barcelona for whatever reason. Oh, so did I. I fully expected them I, to I, find I was, a way. I was sure of it. I would have, it was like, it was basically, he's leaving Barcelona. Where is he going to go? It's like, it's either going to be Paris or Barcelona. That's really the only two. So here we are. Not into mm. Miami. Oh, some, somebody <laughs> actually asked me about that. It's like, is it true he's going to go to MLS? Yeah. I go, absolutely not. Not until this contract runs out. He's still good at 34. If he's shit at 36 when the contract's up, oh, fuck yeah. He is going to be attached to either LA, the other LA, or Miami. And he'll end up in Houston because it's, <laughs> why not? At that point, they'll be like, fuck it, let's do something. Um, but not Dallas. Fuck those guys. So, yeah, it, that, it's been, that's been kind of amusing. Um, I, and, and props to whoever like Miami planting the seeds and, and the the random ass bloggers who managed to piece together that he likes he likes living he li- or he likes visiting Miami and they speak Spanish well naturally he'll go there yeah because it's mm-hmm. not money right mm-hmm. I mean, he's David Beckham that that's he's Beckham's got to mean something to Lionel Messi yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, not. Probably yeah not. like a name yeah. Mm. Yeah, he probably there remembers would, him as that would, guy I embarrassed multiple times. Who wouldn't want to play for Phil Neville? <laughs> <laughs> Gary? Mm. The rest of the Neville brothers? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Neville the brothers? Band. The band, Thank the you. Neville brothers. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anyway, so yes. New Orleans, MLS. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Messi's 
But Pochettino gets to coach Messi. There we go. That'll go well for him. That's going to go great. Oh, oh, you didn't win everything? Bye. Fired. And apparently Mbappe now wants to leave. Because Mbappe's got no interest in playing with Messi. So he wants to leave now. Well done. Drama. Well done, Paris. You might have wanted to figure that shit out before. Mm. Oh, well. Fun. All right. It's just nice. It's just nice when a plucky little team makes good. Yeah. Real grassroots effort. Plucky little team. Time for TFC talk. And uh, we're going to talk about TFC and the fact that they are last in the league. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? They're in not the just, entire league? In the entire league. Not wow. just our conference. Oh. No. No. Mm. Oh, we, well, mm. That, mm. Someone should be rewarded for that. <laughs> oh, just wait a minute and we'll talk about that the mm-hmm. rewards are coming up plenty but yes after um the ugly loss to the union who righted their losing streak by playing toronto because that's what we do we're givers that way um and the the lovely comeback uh against the pizza rats um toronto are still last in the entire league not just the Eastern Conference, but the entire league. Not by a lot. It's not like there's not room to move, but this ongoing fantasy, I think, that many people have that they're somehow going to climb into a playoff spot. Um, mm. I just this, this whole sort of winning one point at a time, at a time. isn't helpful for getting into the playoffs? I know. You would think, like, mm. for getting a, points, surely... Yeah. So, uh, do you think we are on a five-year plan again now? Like, it wouldn't surprise me. I miss me. those days. Yeah. I miss five-year plans. Those are so you had always had something to look forward to. It's true. Until when year you, five. What year are we in in the plan? Three? Oh yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Then year five came along, and I was like, oh, Aww. nuts. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, the yeah. The Union game was just bad. Um, horrible opening half. Um, mm. Not a good penalty take from Soteldo, although, again, Andre Blake, excellent keeper. Um, and, yeah, just not, not good at all. There was not much to recommend if you're a Toronto fan. Um, if you're a Union fan, congratulations! Your team is is now back and winning again. You're welcome. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like in t- last year, you TFC, we were, were kind of good, and then oh yeah, you, you kind of crap, but the results kept coming, and there was like Philadelphia. That really, that whole five nil thing just blew everything up. And I kind of feel like Javi Perez is saying, oh yeah, kind of good, but we're, we're not. Uh, 
you know, we've won some games, we're not losing anymore. This is much better. But yeah, not really. And yeah, Philly kind of goes out there and puts the, the big fucking exclamation point on it and say, yeah, you're not really that good, are you? That seems to be what they do. That's nice. Yeah, so let's, let's so then we, we fast forward to, to Saturday and home to the Pizza Rats. And again, oh, this, is, this first half is wonderful. Look what's happening. Oh, two terrible goals. Oh, this is just awful. Um, and it was. It was not good at all. And uh, um, the second half comes out and what's this? Mm. Did 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 coach did coach Havy sub off Michael Bradley? Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Is, has that been allowed this whole time? Exactly. Why were we told key. this was allowed? Mm. If you if 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 Coach Armis had just subbed off Michael Bradley, instead of game, door, it probably would have been fine. That yeah. was that, that was that was the, that was the test. You know, like it, it, the whole thing was a giant trick. And the condition is, if you can sub it off, sub off Michael Bradley, you got the job. Yeah. And, and it's obviously Michael Bradley was behind the whole thing. And he's been out there, you know, he's, oh, he's this and this, I'm the big personality, what have you. He's just waiting, you know, who out there within the coaching ranks is going to be man enough to finally bench me? And you know, this is how you win oh, your coaching position. Then oh. yes, you are now permanent. Mm. You'll be interim until you can actually come get get the uh, the balls to bench me and prove you're a man. And then yeah, it, it's, it's uh, like your uh, permanent coaching status is in another castle. Mm. Oh my god, <laughs> he, he's like a sage wizard. Yes, um, yeah. I didn't watch that entire game. I just uh, had been out and got back for like the last twenty minutes or so. So watched. You know, it's like. I'd seen that they were two 0 down, and then I you know, got home, and ah, the game's still going on. I throw it on; it's two two. Shit! And I watched the last twenty minutes or so. Didn't occur to me at all that uh, it's like, ah, Bradley's not there. Then kind of saw things on Twitter next day. Like, oh, Bradley was benched at half time, and so, oh, Bob, that was like the the big thing. Not so. Oh shit! They came back with heavy, but uh, Bradley got benched. Fucking a! I know. Do it. Do it, it more. Was- and, and 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 again, it's only forty-five minutes, only one half of football. But the change in the team when that happens, um, you know, oh look, TFC scored two goals. Um, Ralph Prizo played really well. Uh, mm. Achara did some nice things. Oh wow, this is. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how this all works. Um, we should again, do more of this. Bring should... Liam Fraser back from Columbus, and let's oh, fully run with this. <laughs> Um, so, again, who knows what will happen uh, this uh, in the upcoming few matches this weekend, of course. Um, but it was only the third time, I think, that Bradley's been subbed off and certainly never that early in a match. Um, so, bravo to coach, new, new coach, Javi Perez. Um, interim coach, Javi Perez? Hey, no. No, no longer <sighs> interim. Interim tag, ripped off. Mm. Now you can't take him back. Exactly. It's too late. Yeah, the pressure's on now, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now that you've benched Bradley once, what other magic will you produce? Mm-hmm. Um, How did this what... work out for Paul Mariner? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I want to talk about 
uh, before we move on from matches, just one thing, which is Richie Larea or Richie Lai, depending on how you wish to say his name. Um, and I struggle with Richmond as a player. And we got to see over these two matches the um, the two sides of his footballing personality. So to get the good from, from, from his play, you have to take the bad, which is his temper, which we saw on full display during handbags, um, and his, 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 his penchant for um, either himself going down in the box or silly fouls, right? So like, but then he scores really nice goals and does other good things. So right now, I guess the good is outweighing the bad, but instead of like the, like the, the immaturity stuff sort of easing off, it seems to be getting happening more often. I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks that, but. It's the it's getting into refs faces and everything. And yeah. And getting involved I, in fights. And, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He, like, he, yeah, I don't know what that's all about, but I did. They're probably pronouncing his name wrong. I mean, that, that's no, that's totally what it is. What it's all about, yeah, yeah. It's not just like mm-hmm. a gold cup high or something that he's still riding. I was in the gold cup, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a frustration, and, and but then it also makes me wonder, like, if 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 Perez is willing to bench or take you know take Bradley off. Maybe, maybe Richmond sits for a match just to like chill out or something. But it also, I also wonder like what happens when uh, Arrow is fit because. Yeah, I think that's potentially when you can be benching Larea. Exactly. But Until I, then, I, yeah, no, keep him going, keep not. going. All right. Is, um, is Arrow supposed to be back anytime soon? I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. hoping he's back this weekend. I I, I think they miss miss his uh, his presence on the wing, um, but I guess for now, Larea it is. Uh, oh yeah, and TFC shockingly, I know to nobody made no moves in the transfer window. So uh, this is what we're stuck with for the rest of the year. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Omar and El Capitan in uh, sorry, defense. Sorry, Junior Hoylet. Hang on just a little bit longer. Um, I say, to go and be talking about uh, obviously what we needed is a centre back. I, you, Zavaleta was captain of El Salvador. He didn't just play for them, but he actually kept for at least out. one match. Yes. <laughs> a one that entertains me, and B oh. Who's playing Canada at BMO Field in September? No. I know. <laughs> I no. Know. <laughs> yes. Zapoleta, I oh. Oh, I know. Oh, is, I know. So what you're telling me, Doug, is now yeah. I can boo him guilt-free? Yes, you can, Mark. <laughs> yes, oh, you God. can. He's going to have release. the game of his life. The oh, release yeah. for yeah. Toronto fans, though. Gonna, <laughs> man of the match. I'm going to be like, Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay, now I see why Toronto hung on to him for three years far too long, yeah. and then he's going to play the next game for Toronto and be Swiss friggin' cheese. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll be really good in defense. And oh, remember back in the day, he used to be a forward as well. He'll go and score a couple of goals and what have you. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all set up for it all to go horribly, horribly wrong. But you know, 
we'll get to boo him heartily and guilt free. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. We'll be uh, something to look forward to. Zavaletta's revenge. Oh, I had that once. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> what were you eating? Zavaletta. Don't answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of looking forward, uh, TFC have a bunch of matches coming up because, again, August is when they play many, many matches. Uh, but we're going to talk about the next two. Um, this weekend, home to the T-Terrorists and next Wednesday, away to the AU guys. So, yeah, home to the T-Terrorists. Yay, playing at home, but, oh, fuck, it's the best team in the league. Oh, we beat them. We I beat know them we the did. last time. We were like three nil up within half an hour, and then just coasted home. No problems. I like your positivity. Mm-hmm. Good, but I did think that I was funny. I was like, "Oh, hey, look! It's one of the teams we managed to beat this year. Yeah, mm. no problems whatsoever." Um, so yes, uh, that will be yeah Saturday at home, eight o'clock. Um, the T terrorists have won. Four of their last five. Just putting that out there, including their last match. But it'll be fine. It'll be fine because the last Toronto have taken two of the last three games that they have played, so it's it's in the bag right there. Totally. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well then, nothing uh, can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. Uh, Player to watch. They've got two players who are one letter away from having the best names. Go on. Number 19 should be Edward Pizza. But it's, but it's Edward Keatsa. Great. Aww. And number 32 is almost Christian Mafia. <laughs> Christian Mafia. I'll go with Pizza. All right. Who doesn't love pizza? Bill mm-hmm. Condons, apparently. <laughs> Uh, Carlos, Cal, it's not Carlos, is it a Carlos Gill? Uh, is apparently injured, so maybe we don't need to worry about him. That'd be good. Ooh, that would um, be good. Yes. So, uh, you know, instead I'll pick, uh, bye bye. Damn it. I was totally going to go for a bye joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take the low hanging fruit from Kristen and I'm going to pick. Oh! Cannon. <laughs> yeah. No! Uh, screw it. I'll take. I'll take Boo. <laughs> you can have you can. Yes. I'll take Boo. Are you sure? Because he's got he's got goals and assists. I know he's scary as fuck, actually. But I am gonna This makes Mark this makes Mark the Boo selected. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking Tate on Buchanan, of course though. Yeah. Um, sorry. Are they gonna have sold him to Europe before this game? Come on. Oh good point. Maybe, uh, maybe this would be like one last hurrah, or for... or the MLS move where they sell him, but he's loaned back <laughs> <laughs> until the end of the season. Yes, and then right, right, right. An MLS um, classic deal. <laughs> Predictions for this one? One nil Toronto. Probably not, but it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I'm All gonna right. go with it. 3-1 New England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably more accurate, though. Mm-hmm. 
And I was going to say 2-1 New England. Yay, we all picked Toronto to score one. Yay. Oh, sorry, sorry, Kristen. <laughs> sorry, I jumped the gun. Kristen? Mine was, <laughs> mine was an own goal. Oh. 3-2 mm. uh, Toronto. Oh. <laughs> Three That's own nice. goals. God damn. I was I was almost I, I was almost right against the pizza rat, so this has gotta work out sometime. Sure. Yeah. All right, and then next Wednesday, away to the AU guys. Um, so they suck, so there's a chance. It's 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 slight, but um it's also Atlanta, which generally Toronto do very well against, or or at least take points. But they've won the last three meetings um and again they, there's 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 a, a history of uh being mean to the au guys which is delightful um yeah atlanta aren't having a great season at all whether it's because of coaching issues or who knows it could be anything um but they are they did win their last game but that's fine they also lost a couple games in their last five they're not great. They're just above Toronto in the standings. So um, you're looking at it that way. Totally winnable match um, from Toronto's standpoint, playing away. Player to watch. Brad Guzan, being mediocre. Oh, so punchable. <laughs> Jurgen? Damn. Mm-hmm. I thought about that too. I was like, damn. But. Like Jurgen Dam? Yeah. Damn, Jurgen. What I want to know is he related to the guy they named Damn Square after? You know, how does this all work? Good question. Damn Square. Hmm? Never heard of it. Is it say, a notable Atlanta landmark? No, it's a notable Amsterdam landmark. Ah. Ah. Damn. Amsterdam. Right. Hmm. Gotcha. Let's go into Joseph Martinez. He apparently is sort of back and starting to to do things again. You know, him and Soteldo will have all sorts of good fun together and just uh, the Venezuelans and yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I actually went with him as well because he yeah he's literally just back. He came back in their last match. It was his first match since the end of May. So. You know, he's had injury, he's had the coach drama, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So surely nothing good will come of that. If, of- if things get feisty out there, Atlanta has a player called uh, Jaker. You know, he's only played 45 minutes so far this season, but, you know, he's, you know, if that's, comebacks that's happen, he's the guy that. That, that you want out there. Yeah. Um, I do have a fun... Uh, Jurgen Dam fact, actually. Um, he's Jurgen Dam Rascon, so um, he's not Dutch. Uh, although he holds a German passport. However, he was born uh, in Veracruz, but he moved to Toronto when he was two. Damn. So he actually, it was yeah, only for a, a few years, and then they moved back to Mexico and, and moved to Guadalajara, but there's this. Very strange are they, are Canadian connection. Sorry? <laughs> I said, are they fugitives? <laughs> it's like the Mosquito Coast or something. Oh, no, wrong movie. Um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. A little fun fact about Jurgen Dan. So not related 
So the guy they named Dan Squareo. So, so what you're saying is he could have been Canadian? He could have been Canadian. Mm. Damn. Yeah, was he here long enough to get citizenship? Can we get him in the team? No, unfortunately. Damn. Son. <laughs> well, he plays for Spurs. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, predictions for this match. One all. Two two. Two nil. Uh, Toronto. Uh. Yeah, I'm siding with Duncan. Two two. Jurgen Dam, apparently height six foot two, weight one hundred and forty three pounds. How Look fucking how fucking skinny do you have to be <laughs> to weigh one hundred and forty three pounds at six two? I, I just behind a bookshelf. Uh, uh, Duncan, I think I think the answer is you have to be uh, you have to be damn skinny. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. And thank you for listening. I wasn't right, even so trying to say that. that no. note. End the show. I was about. I, I was about to end to. it for everyone. <laughs> that has been our show for this week. Thank no you for uh, <laughs> listening and enduring issues and such um please join us next week uh when we look back at uh the aunt letty home opener find out what happened to los hammers uh recap some tfc matches talk some national team stuff and more i have been joined by the entire vocal minority podcast panel to be found out there on the twitter is at duncan d fletcher mr duncan fletcher hello uh shout out to uh james grossi Saw him yesterday. He made me tacos. He sent me home with tacos. I'm going to eat them again after the show. Fantastic. Delicious. That guy is so good. He's grossy. Damn. He's fantastic and delicious? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll have it on the Twitter versus Evelyn KFC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Adios, T.O. Marco. Uh, on the tweets at KitNerdMark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. It's just like when I was in Barcelona. I'd like to thank everybody for your continuous support via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We got shirts. They're on our Sazzle shop. You can find the link at our website, vocalminority.ca. And uh, if you're going to games, ladies and gentlemen, stay the fuck hydrated. <laughs> wise advice wise advice mm. uh, as for me you can find me on the internet yes the entire internet at Kato Knowles I've been your host Kristen Knowles and until next week Canada get used to it For goodness.